This is the Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast. Hey, family. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. I pray you are well during these unpredictable days. Yet if we can just trust in a God who planned it all, the one who so carefully, meticulously made every day, we would understand that we can rejoice and be glad no matter what we may face because God promised to be right here with us. I'm speaking today with a bit of a heavy heart since a dear cousin of mine, Rochelle, we affectionately called her Shell or Rochelle Rochelle, passed on Wednesday of last week. Her passing caused me to reminisce so far back as we grew up together under the umbrella of our family matriarch who lived in the Spanish Wells community on Hilton Head Island, I can still hear lots of laughter. I can still feel the soft dirt between my toes and the warm, loving connection that held us all together from grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, and siblings. There was a lot of love to go around and a great deal of prayer. I know that I was extremely blessed to have both my mother and my grandmother, strong women of God, who prayed for me, who prayed for us. Grandmother is no longer physically with us, yet old prayers live and linger on. But I'm still blessed to have my mother, who constantly, relentlessly covers us in prayer. Of course, my cousin Shell who just went home to be with the Lord, enjoyed that same matriarchal covering. So I know that she was raised up in the way that she should go. She was reared from the reachings and teachings of old. Now I have to let you know that if there was one major takeaway from Shell, it would be she did it her way. Now I am not condoning any lack of listening or taking teaching. But she did not concern herself with how others felt or waste time nor attention trying to please the attitudes, ideals, or judgmental opinions of others. She lived her life boldly and unapologetically. If you asked for her advice, she would tell you how she felt. And if you did not ask, she would still voice her attitude about the matter. And she stood firmly in her own truth. She was outspoken, outgoing, a bit of a renegade, and she did not just accept what others told her at face value. Of course, she was a fighter and one who believed in family. Not that all was perfect, but she knew her history and embraced the good, the bad, and the ugly. Rochelle Rochelle, as some so affectionately called her, She lived it, and Mother Jacqueline Williams so profoundly stated it to me years ago. Her words, The greatest delivery you can experience is your delivery from public opinion. Let me say that again, as I want to impress upon you, your greatest delivery is your delivery from public opinion. Now, while I have always cared what people thought, I have learned that if we try to please others and their wide assortment of opinions, we will not be able to please God nor live 
in peace. I love people and I love being loved in return. Who doesn't? But through many years of living, trial and error, I have grown to realize that people will always have opinions. Some will be favorable and others will be critical. But the only opinion that matters, the only one that carries weight and that I should intimately concern myself with is what does God say about it and what does God say about me? In my time of searching the scriptures and seeking my own peace, I had someone who said to me, why on earth would you put stock in someone's opinion of you whose advice you would not solicit on their very best day. I had to carefully examine those words so that they would make sense to me. If your character, your ethics, and lived morals are not such that I would come to you for sound advice, then why on earth would I allow your personal, warped, unsolicited opinion to break or tear me down. I mentioned Rochelle because I loved her. And even when we did not always agree, she did it her way. She was great at not concerning herself with the ideas and cares or the opinions of others. Her made up mind was steadfast and she did not change because someone or countless others did not agree with her. Even refused to allow the countless opinions to move or change her. And unless God's word says you need to make changes, neither should you. Think about it. When people are struggling with their own issues, according to God's word, they have a beam in their own eyes. How can they help me or you to remove the mocked out of my eye? It is utterly impossible. So I give little to no place to the unrequested, negative opinions of others. And today, I urge you to get into God's word, love on others in whatever state they're in, and love as God has commanded us to do. Today, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I just want to encourage you to seize the day. The day when you refuse to be limited, moved, or compelled by the unsolicited opinions and ideas of others. Now, it is the right of everyone to have an opinion about you, me, or the matters that affect us daily. But by the same token, it is our right, your right and my right, to ignore, negate, and defy any and all opinions that do not come into alignment with the Word of God or what God has to say about you and the many decisions that we must make. The Word finalized the matter in Joshua 24th chapter and the 15th verse. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. 
choose you this day whom you will serve family. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The older I get, the more I recognize the nature of people to be bold within their own opinions and ideas, yet lacking when it comes to being solid doers of God's word. In other words, they are quick to judge, to throw off or point out the shortcomings of others, but seemingly excuse themselves for personal infractions and flaws. God's word has clearly reminded us in Romans third chapter, the 23rd verse, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But if you are truly one of God's own, whose heart is after that of God, in Galatians, the sixth chapter, the first through the third verse, brother, if a man be overtaken in a fault, sister, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. I say, stop deceiving yourselves. Every living soul has fallen short at some point or another in some area of your lives. This is why we have an advocate with the Father. Now the word burden here means a weight of personal and eternal significance. It can refer to a character flaw, a struggle or a moral requirement. But the truth of the matter is that where I am weak, I need the strong to pray for me, pray with me, consult with God on my behalf, intercede for my benefit so that God will move in my direction. Please don't talk about me for the sake of gossip, not while claiming that you are one after God's own heart, but talk about how you can help me bear my burdens. God's people must know and understand the true meaning of my inheritance is among those that are sanctified. Your inheritance is among those that are sanctified. Hence, my spiritual growth and understandings, my physical needs, material riches, and my character upbuilding and development. Yes, we must be community-minded and driven by God's love for us. And if we are indeed his disciples, his followers, his dear children, we have to show love and compassion toward one another. God's word says we are all members of the same body. So our pain right along with our joys are interrelated and physio-transferable. That means when you hurt, I don't rejoice, but I hurt right along with you. When you achieve something great or experience some beautiful accomplishment, I celebrate because we are not only our brother and sister's keeper, we are our brothers and sisters, one body with many equally important members. 
Furthermore, if your words, your advice, or even your critique of another, at least those you know or those with whom you are affiliated, are not spoken to uplift, encourage, inspire, or promote positive change, then swallow it. Of course, that means keep it to yourself. If you are not going to genuinely pray about it, then have nothing to say about it. As I heard one great speaker say, shut your mouth if you are not using it to speak life. Now at the time, I thought, what a rude speaker that is until I more closely examined the true meaning of his words. According to God's word in James 3rd chapter, the 5th through the 8th verse, even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity, So is the tongue among our members that it defiles the whole body and set on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire of hell. In other words, your words, those that you allow to roll off your tongue, can do irreparable damage to a person, to people, or an entire operation. So I repeat, If you are not using your words to speak life, please simply close your mouth. You may hear people say, speak life, not death. But what does that really mean? Our words are most powerful. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 4th chapter, the 29th verse, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. So do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful to building or for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who are listening. It was freedom fighter Marcus Garvey who once said, the pen is mightier than the sword, but the tongue The tongue is mightier than them both put together. You see, you can speak a thing into existence. You can speak life or you can speak death. With the tongue, you can lift up or you can condemn. I know you have an opinion, but you're publicly sharing that opinion expressly for the purpose of tearing down, abusing, or directing hurt goes totally against God's word. At times, it is not our intent or our intention to do damage, but our publicly spoken opinions often do just that. So be very careful. An inheritance could include money, property, entitlements, privileges, rights, assets, and personal effects usually passed down from beloved parents who have gone or passed on. God's people ought not damage our inheritance. But if we allow the words we speak to bash, beat, cripple, and maim each other, we do the same to our inheritance 
because faith is so closely intertwined among us that we move and grow from faith to faith and from strength to strength. We are one another's keepers and we must, we must speak life. Opinions are a lot like hearts since every living soul has one. Stop allowing the opinions of others to minimize the good you've done. God already knows that we are not perfect and he loves us just the same. So when others would mock and break your heart, show them love in Jesus' name. Don't think for a second that such renders you not smart. No, it confirms you are a child of God sharing love from a clean, pure heart. My cousin Rochelle lived out loud, not concerned about the opinions of others. If you knew her, you probably knew where you stood, all family, sisters, and brothers. Your delivery from such public opinion with God's understanding will eventually come. When you concern yourself with what God says, above any and everyone. God said in his word that you are his, so fearfully and wonderfully made. He said he would never leave nor forsake, so you must not be afraid. Said he'd make your enemies and those against you your help and your footstool. When you show and share love from our Father above, you walk in the golden rule. Love thy neighbor as thyself must be your method and mode. When God reigns and rules in your heart, soul, and mind, others recognize his humble abode. The fact remains you cannot serve two masters, so stop working to people, please. Instead, get into God's word, and as you have heard, he will put your mind at ease. Concentrate on loving all neighbors as you love and care for yourself. Do unto others as you would in peace like you should. Trust God's opinion and dismiss all else. People will talk and haters will hate. So there's nothing you can do. But be sure you have the love of God and to thine own self remain true. If an individual is not someone You'd ask for sound advice. Give them no power over you or what you do. Dismiss them and don't think twice. Those bitter and angry speak unsolicited opinions without ever knowing the facts. If you pay close attention to all that they mention, you will always feel under attack. It is twofold, my friends. Make no mistake in the end. God has the final say. There is no time to waste at this time. Make haste. Learn his word, his will, and his way. Trust in the Lord with all that is in you. He will provide, protect, and defend. Seek him with your whole heart. In public opinions, take no part. He will give perfect peace deep within. Only talk about one another in prayer and help with heavy burdens to share, erase the power of evil tongues. Realizing we are connected, so our own must be protected, all members of a single body, we are one. Love you, one another, 
bear burdens for sisters and your brothers. Let love be your only mission that God requires. The spirit of the Lord will lead in God while in him you shelter and hide. His perfect peace will uplift, encourage, and inspire. Well, family, this is number 78 of Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. I just want to remind you that the truth will make you free. And the truth today, in the profound life of Rochelle Shell Williams and the prolific words of Mother Jacqueline Williams, your greatest delivery is your delivery from public opinion. You see, such delivery frees you up to the place where God can use and bless you into positions and matters that supersede your limited understanding. You must personally strive to speak life to all that are around you. And as people of God, stop allowing the enemy to deceive you into believing you are somehow separate and apart from your sisters and brothers in Christ. We are one body and our inheritance exist within the confines of our godly commitment to the Father and the mutual love we show to each other. Public opinions will always exist, but our job is to rise above the public words of so many and seek to please God by loving each other as we love ourselves. God's word finalized the matter in Joshua 24 and 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It is my prayer for each of you that God would deliver you from the prison of public opinion and you would use your voice to speak life. God bless and keep each of you. On a separate note, please keep the family of Rochelle Shell Williams in your prayers. Keep my family in your prayers. We do know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Your words, your words have power. So I solicit your prayers and that you speak life into this family. Even now that God would grant peace and strengthen our hearts. God bless each of you. Please don't forget to say something on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn page. You can listen to me on Amazon Music or YouTube. I welcome your questions, comments, critiques, and suggestions on topics you'd like to explore. Who knows? You might just end up being a guest on an upcoming broadcast. Remember, I'm just a regular girl navigating this diverse world. I'm looking forward to each of you. Until then, take care of yourself, each other, and stay blessed. The Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Log on to castropolis.net.